execute takes from the nosebleeds. All right, you're starting it with a good shit. Awesome. Um, <laughs> so, welcome to Takes from the Nosebleeds, fresh off of a week out of action. Um, because life, and you don't need to give you a reason because, well, just just see above. Um, so anyway, uh, before we get started, we got a lot of shit to talk about. Um, very much off the cusp today, um, which is very, sometimes one of the best shows happen where you just kind of go off the cuff and get some plot points going. But uh, before we do anything and uh, before we get into some heated debate, uh, as usual, follow the socials at Nosebleed Network. Uh, that's Nosebleed, N-E-T-W-R-K, on Twitter and on TikTok, where we are going to post more stuff probably once we get into the spring-summer because we're going to have more time on our hands. Uh, but without further ado, um, just before we started recording here, um, we're going to get this argument out of the way because uh, because Luke brings up a good po- Luke brings up good points, but then me and Joey also bring up good points, and it's who's the worst team by far in the National Hockey League, and wouldn't the worst team in the NHL be the worst team overall? Like I'm just I'm I'm going on a hunch here. It's it's I mean, Buffalo Sabres based on more than just what they produce on the ice. Like that does that whole team, like literally from ownership to the guy who fills the water bottles. This is just an absolute joke. Like there's like <laughs> I feel so bad for Jack Eichel. He's the only good player on that team. Literally. I got that reference um, for any Canadian listeners. Joey was referencing uh, former Tim and Sid host Sid Sixero ranting about when Italy was eliminated from the uh, the World Cup qualifier back in 2018, which was probably my favorite rant ever. Um, but anyway, so I think, like, like the thing is, I'm like, to kind of reinforce, like, okay, I understand Luke's point in the form of, like, the Devils haven't won a game in, like, what? A, like, a couple more, weeks. A, a last time that they won a game was against the Sabres, ironically. Okay, perfect. We're coming full circle no. here. Hold on, I gotta check. I think it might. No, no, I have it. I have it open. It's 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 been yeah. it's been fact checked. It's been open. Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, th- I mean, I know you're playing the same opponent every now and then. Like you're doing it series based, like in baseball. Which oh, we'll get to baseball. Um, but I think right now, based on like long term success, it's the Sabers, no question. Like they are, they are borderline, like unwatchably bad and the only reason why they're getting better right now is because their goalie which is i believe linus allmark is their starter is allmark actually is, is a pretty yeah. good goalie he is a very good goalie when he's healthy and of course and your backup goalie is dustin Tokarski, who this is not 2014 where he's backing up Kerry price he's just he's just not good and yeah. like comparing it with the devils i mean like Mackenzie Blackwood's your starter, 110. percent He's your starter. Mackenzie Blackwood's I, one probably. Yeah, here's the problem. It's like him and Carter Hart as the two best like young goalies in the NHL. Yeah, Which the I mean, to be fair, they're both really yeah. struggling. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Here's the problem. Even if the Sabres do a lot of things pretty wrong, the Devils also just recently did something wrong. They're going to sell the AHL team to Utica instead of Binghamton, which a lot of people seem to hate. Which I don't blame them for getting angry because a lot of people really like Binghamton and they're, they're saying they're betraying it. And once again, this is why these owners suck so bad. Apparently, these owners, like I said, I think a ton of times, only care about the Sixers instead of hockey. They only care about what uh, Joel B does. They only care about what Philadelphia does. They don't care about hockey at all. And it, well, yeah, here's the... Uh, 
Hey, look, here, here's one thing that we can that we can judge who what team is the worst on. What team got a better return on Taylor Hall? And and yeah, yeah we, it is one hundred percent the Sabres absolutely like oh my god, can we talk about that? Like Okay, yeah, let's let's go. So shit. um like that that's just to like clue, to clue Cole in here. Cole, what was the last like one sided deal that you've heard out of any sport? Like pick one off the top of your head. That's like Mookie incredible. Bats. Mookie bats. This is ten times worse than Mookie Betts because at oh, least with the Mookie Bet, at least with the Mookie Betts trade, Alex Verdugo is not a awful player at all. You're getting no. a, and he's showing signs right now of being capable. What the Sabers basically gave up was they gave up a guy who was a top pick. Granted, not exactly the player that he's lived up to be. Still a pretty good player. Still a very a high elite player on most teams for a middle round pick. And a guy who was basically on any other team, a healthy scratch, a.k.a. a bench player. Like, I understand. Like, in, in that case, do you even trade him at all? I would just hold well, on you to had him. to trade him because oh, okay, but like, or, okay. but like, but like, oh, it's to counter that, to counter that, to counter that, you the deadline's the next day. Sleep mm-hmm. on it sleep on yeah. it you get you maybe they'll be like okay here let's add this into the deal just so you could say yes to it on the next day and like the dying moments or whatever yeah like, now, comparing, it's, it this, was... comparing this to basketball terms um with with the with the nba trade deadline the raptors held on and held on and held on to kyle lowry and the deal was obviously close but it didn't get finalized i know you want to not risk that happening but you gotta listen to more people because i'm sure more people were literally just calling them like I, I don't understand. I don't know like, if uh, it, yeah. I don't know if you guys listen to the Staff and Graphs podcast, but oh, I love um, it. It's phenomenal. No, I, I don't. But Rachel, Rachel uh, Dorier there was saying that um, saying that that like she has contacts within the NHL, and she was saying that Lou Lamorello and the Islanders offered offered yeah, the they offered um the Sabers what they offered for Palmieri and and, and Zaka for Taylor Hall yeah. and then yeah. Kevin Adams the GM of the Sabers was just like uh yeah uh no I think we can do better and that was not better what <laughs> they did Joey. not even close Joey. you ever you ever hear betting the farm like you bet you yeah. well, you, you go all in and then you just like basically lose all your chips yeah yeah Joey, this, is, this is the equivalent wait, wait hold on yeah Luke it's not Z- it's Doc. It's Zajac. First of all, second, why didn't? Oh yeah, I wasn't Zach. It was Zajac. That's my bad. Yeah. Um, second, why didn't the Sabers take the Islanders? I mean, only like I just think the Islanders offered a lot more better than the return of the what Boston gave. Yeah, but to, like, apparently Kevin Adams' response to Lou Lamorello on the phone was, "I think we can get more." Like the, what, what? What do you mean? You're getting you're getting two quality players um, from uh, Boston. You're getting two quality. You could get some really quality players from. Palmieri's a quality player. player. I don't know about yeah. Zajac anymore. Zajac but. is very much. No, I was talking. No, I wasn't talking about that deal. I was saying Taylor Hall deal. If if they would have accepted a trade to the Islanders, uh, Buffalo would have gotten a lot more better quality players back from New York than Boston did. I agree that some of the players are good, but they aren't great enough. Will return like Taylor Hall. Oh, I could I could absolutely disagree with that because there are a lot of trades that they could have done. First of all, one trade that they could have done that they probably can't be able to afford is Adam Pellick, who's one of their top defenders. Uh, another play, they got 
so many young players on their team. They got Noah Dobson, who's absolutely a young player in their system. See, I think that's what, we were, that's what we were attempting to do when we wanted. You could have gotten. Him. You could have gotten Wallstrom. You could have gotten Dobson. You could have got. You could have gotten Anthony Beauvillier. I would have thought that would have been a win if he got Beauvillier. And you could have. And Kiefer Bellows is another guy that I think they could have absolutely gotten because they can't be able to retain any of these guys. So this was just. It's, it's a shit show. They could, this is they, what we have to have a whole episode like during the off season or something. We just like take a deep dive into the buffalo sabers and what the fuck is I, up with that organization. I, have, I have a i have a counter proposal to that and we'll do this once like we get into the to the dog days of summer once the nba wraps up once uh the nfl draft wraps up which we'll talk about later um i say for our, one of our next rafters picks we do the worst trades in sport history in modern sport history we're going to go and scavenge and we're going to look at the trades that were absolutely egregious that are awful, awful, awful bad that literally had no upside to it. And it what, could be, what, a, it, it could be a trade that was... What's the first overall pick if you had to predict? A-Rod. No, maybe. I'd no. say either one of eight. A-Rod from the Mariners was bad. I would say maybe the Gretzky trade, just because you're trading the best player. No, no, there's a conspiracy theory about that. The NHL forced the the NHL forced the Oilers to trade him. What is this QAnon conspiracy theory bullshit? No way. Yeah, remember when the Canadian public, remember the Canadian government tried to blockade the trade? Oh, there was the trade where the Leafs and and Oilers were going to actually swap franchises. That was that was. Pretty, oh yeah, pretty. yeah, that was something that was agreed upon when they were just like drunk at a bar or something, right? Yeah, it was, and it just fell apart. <laughs> Dude, again, we could we could do all of this now. Um, <laughs> as much as I would love to talk about uh, random bullshit going on in, in the hockey world, we have baseball to discuss because baseball is. We we talked touched on it last week uh, or two weeks ago with uh, with baseball. We did our uh, MLB draft picks for the AL. Uh, we're going to do the NL off recording uh, just because uh, it took a lot of time last week. Um, but I guess is the general surprise, like the general surprise of the season is the Boston Red Sox, at least right now, right? For I know, me, Royals, for me you, sure, you sure it's not us? The fact that we are. Oh, no. Oh, oh, oh. When we're we doing get to, positives when, right now. When we get to busts, we'll get to the ink. Um, <laughs> I think, I don't know. Like, I like what the Royals are doing. I think a lot of players are, are hitting above their weight class right now. Um, like, for example, like, I, I know Salvador Perez is very good. I, I, don't, I don't see Michael A. Taylor keeping up that form. That's just me. Well, his defense, yeah. I mean, like, you look at the offensive stats, it's not pretty. Oh, his defense is very good. He's very much a slightly more offensive right-handed Billy Hamilton in my opinion. Yes, yes. Um, I like Andrew Benatendi kind of heating up a little bit now. That's what they need. Um, Salvador Perez looks like he's having a resurgence. Dare I say the best offensive catcher in the game right now? He surpasses Posey right now, I think. If he continues the, the way that he's playing right now, I think he has a chance to be better than than Buster Posey, even though Posey's got three rings. Um, yeah, but yeah, the he's inter- been great. Yeah, it also just kind of close as I see it. The Reds are in first place, but and the Brewers are second, only behind one loss. Brewers yeah, are going to win that division, dude. They're so good. Yeah, let's They're let's dive so into good. that. They're so good. because I, I I think out of all of the divisions, that's the one that you look at with the, with the magnifying glass, right? Because literally, it's it's a coin flip of three teams right now between the Cardinals who if they can somehow find a way to get pitching 
they could maybe sneak in. Then you got the Brewers, who are surprising everybody this year. Um, so many, and then I think like comparing the outfields right now, like obviously Yelich is hurt right now in Milwaukee, uh, but I think right now the outfield in. Uh, in Milwaukee. Oh, Milwaukee, yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing, right? Like, I think both have very redeeming qualities because, like, you got one of the best corner outfielders in right field in Yelich. You got Kane, who's a fantastic center fielder. You got Jackie Bradley Jr., who is probably one of the, if not the best defensive outfielder, center fielders probably in the game. And then Avisiel Garcia, who is just literally underrated in a word. Like, I don't know. I don't know if you guys agree or disagree with me on that. I agree. Uh, I have a, a question for for you guys about another team. Uh, are you guys buying or selling what the Mariners have? Oh, selling. Uh, I, yeah, I, you've you've seen this story too many times. Yeah. Um, I, like like here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like looking at this team right now. Um, I, first of all, I need to speak about this because I think I have the most say when it comes to Seattle sports teams. Um. I mean, Mitch Hanniger right now is hitting like an absolute truck. I don't picked think him up gonna, in fantasy. I don't I think it's gonna. Too. Yeah, those <laughs> two are really keeping it up. JP Crawford's an underrated piece, not really known for his offense, but very decent defense. Um, and they're doing this obviously without their top prospects. Like they don't have Kyle Lewis. They don't have uh, what's his name? I'm it's escaping my mind. Cole, help me out here. Kalanick. Kalanick. There, you, there you go. Um, and like again, like the pitching is just going way, doing way better than it should. Um, considering you say Kikuchi's doing better than like the way that he was last year is surprising. Um, I, again, and I, I just think like they, they're, they're close. They have pieces. They're going to sell out more. They need to develop that pitching core. Um, I honestly don't, and obviously losing packs that sucks. I don't think they finished last. Oh no, they don't finish last. I think what are you talking about? Like last in the AL or last in, in the, the AL, AL West? West. I don't think they've Yeah, I mean, I th- I think the Mariners are more far along than the than the Rangers are long term. Um, like the Rangers have a couple pieces that are like kind of like slapstick right now. Um, Nate Lowe's their best player, which is kind of funny because nobody <laughs> know nobody knew who he was. Um, I like Nick Solak. That's a consolation prize, I guess. Uh, and I was always high on David Dahl. Um, when he was with, like with the Rockies, sounds like Gallo will be moved. Yeah, Gallo is, I think, the guy that's going to be moved. Yeah, but now, like, what's he hit though? Like two twelve on his career or something like that. Yeah, like <laughs> he's the equivalent of he's a the best way that I could describe this is he is a left-handed Chris Davis, KH Chris Davis, mm-hmm. uh, in the form of he hits a lot of home runs, but his average is putrid. He's slightly better than CH Chris Davis, who I completely forgot is still on the Orioles. Um, is he even starting at first base anymore? Or is he hurt. just like a, no, no, oh, he's, he's hurt. hurt. I th- I think they're starting first baseman's Mountcastle, isn't it? Is or he Mount hurt Castle. or is he or is he hurt no, in no, quotations? No. no, Chris Davis was actually having an okay spring, like, and then he got he? hurt. Yeah, oh. so like, I, like that was like a big story in spring, and then I was like, oh, Chris Davis, like maybe he gets traded this year. Someone will take a chance on that, like expiring contract. Then he got hurt, and I was like, yeah, no one's taking, no one's yeah, taking a chance. Yeah, that that that's uh, that's basically like mixed goods right now. If you yeah. go, yeah. Uh, what what the hell are the A's doing? They went from like being like what zero and six to nine and seven. Like they, they got the to play, they got to play the Tigers they, four times. That is true. Um, and that starting so, staff is really good, I think, in my is, opinion. Is Jack Lowry Mr. Oakland? Because that's all. That's the only place where he go, he does good. 
He went to the he went to the Mets. Suck got hurt, and then he comes back to to Oakland, and he's like, okay, I'm gonna actually start hitting now. A switch hitter with pop, right? Yeah, like when healthy, like that's that's a very good combination right there, especially in the middle outfield. Especially when you when you lose a guy like Semyon, who uh, I'm I'm mixed on him right now. I was I've, I've, I've liked what he does so far. Yeah, um, I think like the thing with the A's is like they're very much the team that's like wild card or bust. They're the team that's like gonna go ahead and they'll they'll make the wild card spot, but then they'll be like, okay, what do we do from here? They really haven't had like a really like awful season in a long time. The the A's, if, if I remember correctly. Good manager. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. and that's very much like I think why they're that's one of the reasons why I think they're so I don't want to say they're so like well run, but like they're so well put together because of their managerial and their structure. Like they'll take yeah. guys who are not like they're like. They're the opposite of the Buffalo Sabres. Yes, exactly. They actually have a structure, even though, like, they're both in the Sabres realm of they're both poor because the Sabres are not doing well with money and the A's are relatively not good with money, Um, which sucks because I feel, although there is the talk they could get that new stadium and hopefully things turn out well for them because that that current stadium, I think. Okay, wait. Trust me, I've been there. I've been there. It's not. Before we get to the disappointment, before we get to the disappointments of the season, Quick show of quick show of polls. Which is worse, A's Stadium or Tropicana Field? I'd say Tropicana, just because at least the Oakland one is outdoors. Yeah, the Oakland one is outdoors. It's much easier to hit, and you don't have to worry about any catwalks every time you hit a ball high in the air or high above the dome. I mean, at least I could give um, Minnesota or any other team that has a dome a bit of credit because at least they try to make it so at least it's not impossible to hit in or at least try to distract it. Tropicana Field right now I think is the worst stadium in in the entire league because because of the way they designed it. I think we can all agree that the worst three are Tropicana – the Oakland Coliseum and probably Rogers Center because Rogers Center is awful. I'm, I'm, I'd argue Marlins Park is worse. No, Marlins Park. Uh, I'm gonna throw a guaranteed a... rate into the fray here. Yeah, too. I heard that one. I heard that one's really bad. I grew Who up plays in there that again? Which uh, cause there's White Sox. White Sox. White Sox. It used to be the okay. cell. I grew up in that ballpark. Um, it's just okay. It's really like kid friendly. It's kind of um, dull. Kind of dull. Not a lot there. Not a lot. Where, do, where does Comerica Park rank? I think America. I think it's really nice. They do a nice job. My favorite ones, just based on like I've never visited any. Well, I visited one of them, but I only did a tour of the stadium. Is the is Oracle Park? It's called now in in San Francisco. AT and T Stadium in San Francisco is the most beautiful ballpark. It's not called AT and T anymore. It was. I said it was former. If you heard me, (laughs) God damn it! All right, that uh, PNC Park in Pittsburgh uh, is really really nice. Kauffman Stadium, Kansas City. Oh, I love Kauffman Stadium. Yeah. I hear Coors Field's yeah. a really good ballpark to watch. I've never. Yeah, it is. I, I, I've heard. I've heard really good things. I I looked up a list. Um, I was doing a group project, and we were waiting for the the pre recording video to buffer. And uh, I was looking up the list of the top uh, like worst to best ballparks in Major League Baseball. Coors Field, I think, was like top ten, top eight, I think. Yeah, no, I've heard really good things about that ballpark. Oh, yeah, and then you have all the classics like Wrigley and Fenway and and Yankee Stadium and all that. Yeah. Yankee Stadium used to be classic. Where's the – When you design design a new stadium, you have to go with the modern design. 
and do stuck with the, you stick with it for years nowadays. So that's why. But you at least keep. But you at least keep some form of the tradition there. Like it's yeah, just, we it's do. Just, it, we do keep. Some, we do keep some of the traditions um, over there. I don't know. I, I I have a soft spot for Fenway and Wrigley just because like they're very yeah. old. But I, I think Wrigley is one of the more overrated ballparks. I've been to that oh, one. A lot. Oh, bar none. I th- they're I'm like I have a soft spot for them, but they're incredibly overrated. Bar none. Like I think you could you could say that regardless. Speaking of overrated, this is a good segue. Thank you for saying that, Cole. So, how about them Yankees? Uh, yeah. How about uh, them Yankees? Let me, let's let let's, let's 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 open this can of worms, shall we? Um, going on. So, let's uh, let's throw the elf. Let's rid of the elephant in the room here. Worst start since 1968, which for those of you who are not born... 1997. No, worst start... No, they were at the bottom of the ALEs for the first time since 1968. Well, really? No, but they they haven't been 5 and 10 since 97. Yeah, but you could be 5 and 10 and still be not worst team in the ALEs, which is what they are right now. That's true, yeah. So, um... Who wants to to throw the first dart here? I will. We, I will. All right, let's let the homer go first. All right. Here's my biggest problem. The, everything aside from <laughs> that's but, the but, best but, way to start it up. Well, let's let's start into everything first. Pitching. Everyone who's not named Garrett Cole throws like utter garbage. Every single one, except for Tyon. I'll give Tyon a bit of credit because at least he. At least he's coming back from some certain something, so it's going to give him some time. Anyone else who tries to throw is complete garbage. Kluber complete, has has gotten bad in his first two starts. DeMar, what the hell are you still doing here? Yeah, like, come on. What the hell are you still doing here? Just go. And um, Montgomery, he's been okay. But aside, that's not a very good thing if you you are the Yankees rotation. You have to prove to the MLB you have to be unstoppable. And you are not doing that. You're not even close to anywhere once you once were a couple years ago. Like, so this is a big problem. This is honestly the, the, not the biggest, but it's still a big problem. The hitting, where are you? It, it's invisible. Every single every single hitter on the team is invisible. And it, it comes from the hitting itself. Let's DJ the Matthew. The AL... The AL batting title champion from last year is invisible. Uh, Aaron Judge, John Carlos Den, both invisible. Every every single one of them is invisible except for Gio Oshella and uh, yeah, Gio, yeah, Gio Oshella and um, I believe uh, I mean yeah, Gio Oshella has been all right. Buckner Joy, people complain about his defense. He's he's at least making contact every now and then. That's two out of nine hitters on your lineup. That are making contact, and again, this all comes from Aaron Boone's poor decision making. You wanna, you wanna see a poor decision making? How about put Aaron Hicks in the third spot every single night because you think he's a really good center fielder? He's not. And defensively, yeah, yes. Offensively, yeah, no. Yes, and this is also again fielding. This fielding is under crap. Every single person on this team is bad at fielding. Hicks, Hicks may not be the biggest example, but he's definitely one of the pumps. Both Nero Joy, second base, who cares? Who cares, right? It's not like you came onto this team to help field. And Jay Bruce, good, good, leave, retire. You are the worst. You have been the worst player on this team since Jacoby Ellsworth. You are so. You have been the worst player on this team, and that's why you retired. Um. Okay. Uh, yes. The whole purpose of this is to try to. And this is the reason why we're five and ten. 
everybody sucks. Ev- the whole team sucks. And you want to know why? Because Brian Cashman is Brian Cashman is a bad person. Well, he's a, he, he's a bad GM. Instead of trying to go after maybe some prospects and maybe try to build this roster to become much better, what do you do? You once again go cheap because you're trying to prove that you have – you're trying to do the small moves instead of just doing basically everything. That's why everyone's complaining that you need to leave. Just because you made one good move a year ago with Garrett Cole does not mean that you're a good GM. You have to build a roster that's supposed to help help make everyone play good. You're not supposed to just stand there and just make small little moves because it's okay. I still have the most amount of payroll in the MLB. I can do whatever the hell I want. It's just embarrassing. It's really, really embarrassing. And that's why everyone's laughing at us, including including the Jays fans, including the Red Sox fans. Everyone's laughing at us. Either fix it or go. I don't care what you do. Wow. Okay. wow. I'm going to go last after that. I just I want to point I'm out the Yankees currently have seven players hitting under the Mendoza line. Yeah. Ooh, bull. Seven. Okay. They, so, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, go, hold go, on. go, go, go. Let's see. That's five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Four. They have fourteen hitters right now, according to Baseball Reference, on their roster. Half of them are hitting under two hundred. Isn't this a Yankees team that is just supposed to just knock the skin off of a baseball every single yes. time they go up at bat? Like, how do you how, yes. how do you manage to have all these all these players like hitting under well yeah hitting under 200 like furthermore and furthermore looking at their statistics holy jesus christ the strikeouts out of 14 batters that have played for this team eight of them which is more than 50 percent have struck out more than 10 times three of them have struck out more then tw- uh, three of them are pushing tw- like freaking twenty strikeouts in the same amount of games. You also, have I, to, I also, I have think. To oh no! Go ahead. Go ahead. Go. Ahead. No, no, no. I was gonna say this is also because um, I forgot to mention this in my event as well. Um, for some reason, we don't we don't look at the fastball every time. It seems like pitchers are throwing more fastballs. They just whether it's down the middle or to the left. They don't swing, but curveballs. Oh no, it's okay. Just swing at those as much as you like. That's another problem. They don't go instead of trying to go for the easier pitches. They wait for the more complicated pitches to hit. They do take a lot of pitches. I think it's one of those things where they overthink plate patience. Yes, and then they just completely shut down. I the, think the Yankees. I'm oh, sorry. I'll let you oh, finish. No. Oh no no no! You you, you go ahead. Right. I I, I want to go last. The Yankees is if the Yankees were a person, I would call them a busy idiot because they were throwing money. They were throwing money at all the wrong people and at the, all the wrong areas. Like, what are you doing giving giving money to uh, to Corey Kluber? What are you doing giving money to, to Darren O'Day? He's 38 years old. Like, I in the bullpen. They can be consistent from time to time. That's I haven't seen really anything bad from O'Day so far. Why are yeah. you throwing money at uh, Jameson Talion, which is like, I love him. Like, well, I, I, I very for much traded for him. They traded for him. Oh, sorry, they did trade for him. Yeah, Get your facts straight. <laughs> I'm sorry, but like, all these, like, like they, like, they, they, they're known for just like throwing. What is it? They throw money at their problems, but they weren't throwing money at the right problems, and they weren't throwing their money at the right solutions to solve those problems. 
To me, like looking at the way that this team is structured, it's very simple. It starts from literally every person in the higher up. They, they're setting this team up to fail. 110% they're setting this team up to fail. Yeah, apparently Hal doesn't see apparently, apparently Hal doesn't see what Brian Cashman's doing and think, hmm, yeah, maybe and, this guy should be fine. And like, I, I, the thing is, is like, obviously everyone's like, oh, it's October, you know, teams have really poor starts. Like, yeah, teams have poor in starts April. in October, in, or in April, sorry. I'm thinking of hockey. Um, but yeah, so like in April, people are going to struggle, but people don't do this badly. Like, this is, this is, this is like, like literally panic button like three times over. What and, do the Yankees think Rugnit Odor would bring to this team? I can't, I can't I'll get to that. I'll get to that. Wait, wait, wait. First of all, 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 Trevor Story is not going to even sniff pinstripes. He's gonna go let's just, let's just unless, throw. Unless if you want to, unless if you want to trade him for Gleba Toys. That might That's be such an awful trade, even if you do that, first of all. Second of all, um, like the, thi- the thing that this team really needs, like, it's, I don't know what they're doing. On one hand, you have, like, okay, you have Debbie Garcia, who's a very young prospect. Great. Fantastic. You have, but then you also say, you know what? We want to go and revitalize these players who have not had great seasons in a long time because we've had a good resume of doing that before, right? Because we yeah. did that with Jay Happ, right? We did that with James that Paxton, with right? We did that with James Paxton. We did that with uh, who else was on this team? Uh, did that with, uh, I would argue CC Sabathia when his Neil when he ended Neil up was, coming here. Neil Walker was Neil Walker was all right. Oh yeah, you got Neil Walker who was playing like what first base, which was fine, but like yeah, like this, this is what I'm getting at, and this is what I've learned in baseball, and I'm going to use the Blue Jays as an example because they're doing this mostly right, and other teams are doing this right. You need flexibility in your roster. You need guys where if guys can go down, okay, this guy can go in and slot in and play this position adequately well. Okay, we have an arm that goes down with an injury. Perfect. We'll throw this guy in. He's capable. He's depth. What is depth with this team? Like with Apparently, the Boston no Reds, with the Red with the Red Sox, like okay, they're not perfect by any means, but they have guys that can play multiple positions. Like like Marvin Gonzalez, he is the ultimate utility man. He can play basically almost yeah. every single position that you need to. You can throw Kike Hernandez, who can play multiple positions. You have Christian Arroyo, who's not amazing, but can play multiple positions. Name a Yankee on this team that can play more than one position. It's, it's such an old head style uh, of like building a team. You could say you could technically see DJ the main who could play um second base and maybe first. Yeah, yeah, you could you okay, you have LeMahieu, who could play like second. I know he played a little bit of first last year, but that's it. That's literally it. And I'm and like I I know like they have and they have other guys that are waiting in the wings Tal- who, who have proven not, themselves. Tal- Tyler Wade's not a good prospect. I have to say prospect. He is not even close to a prospect. Tyler Wade well, is 26 years old. Well, Tyler Wade's not a very good player. Let's just say, and people, I have to agree with a lot of people because he's not. It's not that he has good speed, the, the, but that's the only thing he has. He's not a very good hitter. He's. I don't think he's a really good outfielder. I don't. I haven't seen him do anything. I honestly, this is something. Honestly, that is a player that I would not see in the future. First, I think that Mike Ford. Mike Ford can play first. Mike Ford can hit. There's just yeah. there, Go ahead. Go ahead. And and here's what here's what I'll get get to with that. If you know Mike Ford can play first, and Luke Void is out for at least the like late May, early uh, June. Yeah. Why is Jay Bruce there? 
who I has never know. played first like did they watch Moneyball and see Chris Pratt play first base and they're just like okay because uh Scott, Had- Scott Hadberg did that and then it it worked for him like okay if, if you put a catcher at first base that's doable because they have similar catching gloves you know you don't really have to worry about throwing you know you stuff like that you can't just put an outfielder at first base you can't do that like like Cole, didn't they didn't the Brewers do it with Ryan Braun last year and did it not work out? He was okay. I mean, he's done it before in the past. Like Prince Fielder was there, so but yeah, it was Well well going going back with this, has Bruce ever played first base before? No. He's, no he was, he's he was primarily Yeah, so what was this what was this experiment? Apparently, I guess I guess apparently they didn't see what I said I guess they saw what he did at swing training and was like, Yeah, no, we have Derek Dimitri at two who could not only hit we can also play first base as well. But nah, screw that. Let's just use Jay Bowie because apparently he did well in a few bats at spring training. Like, what is wrong with our what is wrong with our prospect? I mean, like, and you can have what is, like it's not saying that Jay like it. if you have Jay Bruce as like your like what fifth outfielder because you have Gardner yeah. who's taking your four spot right now. That's fine. Like if you want him as a power bat off the bench, that's fine. But like I think this team has no sense of how to manage a team at all. Uh, yeah, and and, still, and this team peaked. Exactly, yeah. This it's team peaked twenty seventeen. Yeah, again, and this also addresses with Aaron Boone because once again he's making these poor man- managing decisions because instead of trying to maybe put a lineup that could probably either hit off of a pitcher every night or at least produce a produce a good game every now and then, you instead go with the same lineup over and over, thinking that this will somehow change and it doesn't. You just, Is you just, Aaron Boone Mike Babcock? Uh, I Joey, say that. <laughs> I, I was waiting like, for Joey not, to laugh. Um, I was not, I wouldn't necessarily say that because here's the thing: Aaron Boone has no managing experience, unlike Mike Babcock. Mike Babcock true. has some managing experience. Aaron Boone does not. That's that's Very the true. biggest problem, and that's why everyone wants him fired because he had no managing experience and produced only one good season out of his tenure. Apparently, that's enough for Hal Hal and Cashman to think he's safe for the job. And well, Babcock Babcock also led a team to the playoffs for three for three years in a row. But I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, um, yeah. I'm just looking through the New York Yankees baseball reference page, and I didn't realize that the pitching was the starting pitching was this bad. Uh, going through the rotation, you have Garrett Cole with an ERA of 1.82, which is expected, and then you have Jordan Montgomery 4.24. Okay, that's whatever. That's okay. And then Kluber six. He has a 6.1. Talion with a 7.6 and. And Domenico, Domenico Herman Domenico with a Herman. nine. Domenico. Herman, whatever. I don't care how his name is pronounced. Uh, we don't stand uh, domestic abusers on this show. Yeah. yeah. Um, he has an ERA of nine and then got sent to the. Oh, my God. It was. It's. It, 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 it's. I did not know it was. I knew it was bad. I never looked at the stats. I did not know it was that bad. It, because like, that's it's, the thing. You're trying to build a rotation that's supposed to help Garrett Cole, and instead you're just getting all these pitches. Which, granted, Tyone can pitch well if he's coordinated by right, and Corey Kluber. I could have saw it. Maybe I could have seen it, and maybe thought to myself, "Hmm, it could be maybe with Tenter's 2017 days when he was a uh, okay pitcher." But no, this is. It's not even Matt Blake. It's just every single part of this rotation is just bad. Every single so far, yeah, it could change, but from what I'm seeing, this 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 rotation is going to be the worst in the MLB for a reason. Cole, how do you like to uh, how do you like to describe the the Yankees rotation? 
I was I'm high on Tyon still. I he tore his UCL, battled cancer. Like that'll come. He, no, he has my respect. Like he's he. Yeah, uh, it's just and, and and I've seen him. Uh, that'll come. I I, I like. They've got a. They've got to go one way or the other. They keep kind of towing this line of playing these older guys, Jay Bruce, uh, Aaron Hicks. I know he's not as old, but he's still a little bit older. Signing Corey Kluber. And then you get young guys. You've got Domingo Herman. I know we're not a fan of him, but he's young. You've got Debbie Garcia, who's young. I believe Mike Clark, or not Clark Schmidt. That's the Clark, guy's name. Clark he's Schmidt, coming yeah. up. Like, you've got, like, they are towing this line of, like, will they or won't they with these young guys? And they finally let loose Clint Frazier, which is awesome. He hasn't been great this season, but it's like, okay, at but, least they're turning to some you, of the younger guys. They don't have a direction in my eyes. Yeah. Which, which, yeah, again, that's true. You, and, and it bothers me. And it bothers me because there's a lot of young talent there. Like, Justin Dominguez is there. It, yeah, and this is another problem with um, Boone. He says, Clint Frazier, you're starting left fielder. Then why would you play Gardner and then you play um, other other players? If you're going to say he's a starting left fielder, just play him every night. It's well, simple. How, you, how can be a starting left, you can be a starting left fielder and not play every game. Like, that's the thing, right? Like, you're not starting Clint Frazier 162 games as you're starting left fielder. You're going to no, most likely. That is understandable. Yeah. But, and I, and, but, also, but also, here's the thing. Sports is very much what have you done for me lately. If you look at both of them, Brett Gardner, who granted has not been ideally what he was once was, but he's hitting 240. Clint Frazier's hitting 167 right now and struck out 14 times. Who would you take? You take the guy yeah. who's hitting better. So... Yeah. It's not – and like – and this is the thing that we've seen all the time. Like, for example, I'm trying to think of one off the top of my head. Uh, oh, like, what did, like, what did the Blue Jays do? Like, okay. Oh, 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 actually, that's a good idea. I'm glad that you mentioned that. With the Jays, um, they started out with, with Tanner Rourke in the rotation. And me and Joey are very much not fans of Tanner Rourke. Oh, my god. And basically – uh, after one start, they were like, okay, this doesn't work. And like, they were committed to him in spring training. They were like, this is going to be our guy. We're going to put him in the, in the rotation. He had one bad outing. And then they're like, you know what? Maybe we'll move to the bullpen a little bit. That's trying. And also another thing is when guys are struggling, like the, like the managers will spend time working with him to get out of it. And like we saw that I'm not saying that the Yankees should do this at all because who knows what's going on with minor league baseball, because it's still very much like a, a shit show more or less. Yeah. yeah. But like, in, like an, in, in an ideal situation, what you could have done and the Jays did this before when Teoscar Hernandez was struggling in the last normal season and Lourdes Gurriel was struggling in the last normal season, they sent them the triple a for a little bit said, you guys just, you know, find your footing and then we'll bring you back up when you're ready. You, they brought them back up. And they haven't been taken out of the lineup since, aside from injury. That's what you need to do. You need to have your coaching staff, and this goes back to Cole's point, they have no sense of direction. This team is supposed to be a contender. They aren't contending. And the moves that they made, like for Kluber, for Tile, whatever, those are moves that are rebuilding or are a, are a a team that's verge on the on the verge of contending would do. That's that's like what a team, like that's like what the Angels would do. Like the Angels are expected to be a contender, but they're on the cusp of breaking out. The Yankees are expected to be top of the AL every single freaking year, and the fact that they are not only not even sniffing the top, they're at the bottom. Like 
like the, like this is unacceptable and i think this is when like if things don't get better by the time you get into may heads gotta roll but you also have to figure out when when Boone's not trustworthy anymore and even if Boone that that's that that goes to my point well again gms can be very spotty gms could say that they trust their manager one day they have a shitty outing boom you're gone the next day because again yeah, it's okay. very it's very much what have you done for me lately in sport right and that's really what yeah. it really comes down to and that's what i've learned throughout the course because like yeah like you could have favorites but then if they're not producing like what are you gonna do yeah so, oh so can we talk about i know that i was gonna say this for my l at the end of the show but the yankee fans are just downright awful they have oh you are the worst fan base in sports no doubt yes, yes. you can't even argue we, with that like in north american we, sports okay there's there's oh, european soccer oh, fans who yeah, are literal those, who are literal yeah. nazis okay so those, okay yeah let's we'll get to those, soccer yeah. later um, those who don't, yeah. So for those who don't know, after the Yankees struggled against the Rays, I believe on Saturday or Sunday, where they lost eight to two fans through baseballs on the field. Where did they get them? I don't know. They just threw fan threw baseballs on the field. Now for fans, I can understand they're frustrated. That's completely understandable. Now here's the question: Why don't you just boo? You've been booing the entire time. Why all of a sudden would you gone from booing? to just trying to literally try to hurt these players. I get you're frustrated. I understand that you're frustrated. I'm frustrated too. But that I wouldn't go as far to say I want to hurt these players because my team isn't doing well. I'm just going to chuck baseballs at them because, hey, you know, it's okay. I'm only a fan in the stands. I can't do, do jack, jack shit. Like, I can't do anything to change that. I, I just can't do anything. It, it really bothers me to point and like i said we've seen this already throughout the season when you call the oscar Nandis the green card and then you also had i think yesterday when uh fans called out Matt phillips um in left field left field i think on sunday so you also the fans themselves have gotten to this point because they haven't seen something this bad for so long that they are literally expecting expecting this team to get better and they don't they are literally going out of their way to not let's say not threaten the Yankees, but at least to try to get their point across. Okay, if you want to get your point across, try chanting something that isn't a racial a racial thing. Try showing something at your displeasure. Don't throw baseballs on the field. Don't say something about one player's green card. Just say something that actually gets your point. This fan base has literally gone from one of the, from well, they were already awful. Let's just say that to pretty much the worst. Like I said, you guys agree, the worst fan bases in the entire baseball history and even sports. How not even close? Like okay, the worst. Let's say the worst fan base in uh, base sport history. Um, in North American sport history, like what Joey said, very much so. Like if you yeah. go, if you go to like I don't know, like I was thinking, what would be one that would would, would somewise like uh, like pre- are you talking like Premier League, Joey, or are you talking about no, like well, in, for my example, I was saying like I know Lazio in Italy, they're a team in Rome, um, their fans are literal skinheads. Oh, like, yeah, like, they're brutal, and and some of like the English Premier League fans are just in insufferable. There's a. If, if whenever you guys get a chance, go, go look at this. They're a Division Two team. Uh, oh, no. they're called uh, Millwall. If just they're, I can't even describe it. They're just they're they're scary. Yeah, they very much are. Um. So anyway, let's wrap up this one. I guess we'll get um, to soccer yeah. now that we kind of. Yeah. Well, we'll get to soccer. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll touch on soccer for a bit, just because like it's very much, it's a very evolving. It's only, it's only, uh, one, it's only one thing, and it's. I don't well, know what. 
So basically, um, I'll try and summarize it. Joey's probably gonna well, it's a, well, make fun of me now. So, we'll, well, it's not over. It's 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 still going it's on. Not over. So it's so still... so what it is right now is the basically the richest uh, franchises in uh, the UEFA Champions League uh, decided to just say f off. We're gonna go and start our own super league where all of our top players and all of our top stars are gonna go and play, and. We're just basically going to differentiate ourselves and separate from like UEFA and from anything along the lines of that. Yeah, and- they're succeeding from UEFA and their domestic leagues. So, so like the they the British teams won't be able to participate in the Premier League anymore, and and like so on and so on with the Spanish teams and the Italian teams. Yeah. So basically, it's kind of like just segregating people in that. So. Um, as of right now, uh, while we were recording, somebody apparently posted a tweet uh, saying that the uh, the Super League is set to be suspended. So it lasted as long as you would have thought. 48 hours. It lasted yeah, surprisingly less than the uh, – what's it? The uh, the, AL, uh, the, 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 the AFL? The American the Football AFL, League? The XFL. So, no, the XFL lasted longer. Actually, no, the Xbox did a decent job. One year. One year. They did do the one super, year. Oh, it's okay. This lasted for, literally 48, 48 hours. 48 hours, yeah. And, it, and it's hilarious. Yeah. And what's funny is that, like, at least, like, with the XFL, like, with this with this merger with the CFL, like, this could this could really do wonders for football in, in North America if these two uh, organizations merge. And, like, like, if you think about it, and I was talking about this yesterday with my dad, like, uh, like you have Randy Ambrosi, who is the uh, commissioner of the CFL, who's crying poor because he doesn't have money. And then you got the new owner of the XFL in The Rock, who's got a shitload of money. So this is going to be the beginning of a beautiful buddy cop movie down the line. Um, but, yeah, just to kind of, like, uh, touch on soccer um, – if you I just think- have, I have things to say, but whatever. go for it. Go uh, for it. Yeah, I just think it's ridiculous. Like it's it's the richest teams just buying their own Champions League because, uh, for people who are unfamiliar, how Champions League works is in Europe every country has their own like so- system of soccer, and and the and the top division is like for all the best teams in in that country. So like for Italy, it's the top four that finish that season in the in Serie A, they go into a Champions League tournament. And then they, like each country has a designated amount of spots that like top whatever spots go into Champions League. And then it's like a whole and Champions League is like a whole European like tournament. So all the top teams from Europe have this tournament at the end of the season. You have the your champion who's the best team crown the best team in Europe, arguably the world. So what happened was um they all these rich teams like the richest teams in the world were also the best teams in the world weren't uh, happy with because they want they don't want to share revenue with the teams that aren't making as much money so they decided to do this and the thing that I find that's most like shitty about it is teams like Arsenal and Manchester United haven't been really good for like the last decade and they haven't been qualifying for this tournament so like a lot of these teams are basically just buying their own like champions league now, which I just find like super shitty. And it's like such a blemish on, on, on soccer in Europe. 
league. Yeah, like if you think that like North American sports is is corrupt, like dude, take a trip to Europe and you'll see some shit. Like there's so like the biggest organization in the world are so like corrupt. Like you got like UEFA who's a shit show, uh, FIFA who's a shit show, uh, the IOC. Don't even get me started. That mm-hmm. is such a shit. That's a big can of worms. Uh, I guess what it really comes down to is, uh, despite the fact that we're still in the middle of a pandemic, uh, yeah, money talks. And mm-hmm. uh, and uh, yeah, it was funny that uh, one by one, all of the teams that got caught were like, "Shit, we should probably pull out." Yeah, and like they all started one yeah. by one. And I think anyways, I, but yeah, that, that was just something that dropped. Anyways, that I gotta, really I gotta leave this call in ten minutes. I got something to do, so, so uh, let's move on to let's, let's get to let's, the Julian Edelman debate. So yes, um, I really want to get to this. The, the Pats wide receiver retired, but probably will unretire because let's be fair, he's probably not. He's probably gonna do the every former Patriot route and be like, I want to go to Tampa and have fun and drink beer and do all that shit. Um, so if he is done. Which some people are saying that he is. Some people are saying that he's not. Because, like, I mean, people thought Gronk was done too, right? And then, lo and behold, he ended up coming back and winning another Super Bowl. Does Edel, like, if he were to retire, if the retirement stays, does he go in the Hall of Fame? No. I think, no. No. I, no. Here's the thing I, I think he only won, what, only two or one or Super Bowl, I think? Or is that one or two? Probably three. Three? Did he won all three with them? Okay. He won, yeah, he so, won three Super Bowls. Okay, so he won three Super Bowls. Uh, yes, you can argue how great of a wide receiver he is. But look at a lot of other receivers on that Patriot. Well, not, not on the Patriot, but I think he's a he's not a really great candidate because he can be a great wide receiver. That's all said and done. But Hall of Fame worthy? Not really. He's if he were to get into the Hall of Fame, he'd be skipping over a lot more yeah. deserving people. Yeah, you'd be getting. Yeah, you don't. You have a lot more deserving people like Robert Lukowski. That's a great one. You have um, maybe I would. Would Tyler Hines Ward? Oh, Hines yeah. Ward. <laughs> He'd be going. He has very comparable numbers in terms of like regular season, at least, to like players like Antoine and like Antoine Randall L, which is like he was a good player. Don't get me wrong, but like you're not going to put Antoine Randall L in the. Like the only arguments that I've seen in order to put him in the Hall of Fame is his three rings and he has the most uh, playoff receptions or something like that, which is just like, okay, all that me, all that tells me is he was on really good teams. Like that's, that's it. Um, What I think is, would you put Robert Horry in the NBA Hall of Fame like that? Like he's pretty comfortable careers. Like I think so. Yeah. No, I I wouldn't. He's not, he's, he's not a Hall of Famer. He I just had good postseasons. What about players like uh, Devin Hester? Hester has made perhaps one of the better. Um, he doesn't have any range, but he can at least show why he he can he can be a really good um, return man. He's shown highlights. He's gotten a lot of fan favorite. Yeah, he doesn't have any range to show for it, but he at least has something. He at least is one of the better players out of the generation in the past. All right, guys. Let's yeah. Let's play a game. Who has more career playoff touchdown passes? All right. <laughs> I have this all out in front of me. Who has more career touchdown passes? Uh, Julian Edelman or Michael Crabtree? Crabtree. Um, Crabtree. You are correct. It is Michael Crabtree with six. Hey. <laughs> to, Julian Edelman's, to Julian Edelman's five. Let's see. Who has more? Is it? 
Is it Damian Williams or is it Julian Edelman? Damian Williams. Luke, you are correct. Oh, all right. So, um, so basically, <laughs> every Williams. answer that's not Julian Edelman. Yes, yeah. basically. Basically, what I'm trying to say is like, even even if you bring up his arguments about his his uh, receiving yards in the playoffs, he only has he only has five career playoff receptions in all of those playoff games that he's played in. So at the end of the day. Yeah. At the end of the day, like if he truly was this great wide receiver, he would have had more of those touchdowns. But basically, all it tells me, oh, yeah. basically all this tells me is that like he he was on a really good uh, football team his whole career. Like no, but this if he did not play on the New England Patriots, no one would even be batting an eye that he retired. That's yeah. true. Yeah, it's one of those things where, like, I'm not a football expert, but when, like, there was the, the analogy of like Brady turns people that are above average into elite talent, and like I'd, I don't want to say elite talent, but like he turns average like Joe Schmoes into yeah. like into the greatest capable like the greatest players. Yeah. Receiver. Well, like here's the thing though. Like you, you say that, and like Edelman had a good career. He was a good wide receiver. But can you say in your like with confidence that he was ever a top five or top ten wide receiver in the in the game? No. I don't think he ever was at, at at the peak of his careers. Like yeah, he, so he, I think yeah, I still think Tyreek Hill is one of the better um, wide receivers. Just I would he he Tyreek Hill's a great wide receiver for a reason. Yeah, like like he was never like in that upper echelon of being in of being a, a, a his position, right? So like at the end of the day, like that's why like I don't think like I think I think this talk needs to stop of him being in the Hall of Fame. I've seen a lot of people say that he should be like a first ballot or something, which is just absolutely ter- like wow. Um, yeah, like it, he'd be is jumping. He a playoff Hall Is he a playoff Hall of Famer though? Uh, I, mean, I mean, he's I, yeah, he's currently tied for he's currently tied for 46th in playoff uh, touchdown reception. So oh, you tell he, me, but yeah, like he's got a lot of moments, man. Like I just, he does. That, I don't. I just don't think he show he only shows up in the playoffs. I don't. I don't really see anything he does in the regular season. Wow, Jermaine Curse even has more touchdowns than he does. Who would have thought? <laughs> wow, I'm so, sorry. I'm just surprised by a lot of people on this list. Joey's just going down the wormhole right now. <laughs> like really you say, how, how, I think I, does Hakeem next have one? Uh, Hakeem Hicks. I don't think uh, so. Hakeem Nicks, Yes, he does. He has five. No, oh, he's tied. Dang. Sorry, he's tied. What about with yards? What about yards? Edelman was never a touchdown guy because he had Gronk. What about yards? Let's see in terms of yards. I'm pretty sure receiving yards in the playoffs. He's uh or Victor or Victor Cruz, yeah. Victor Cruz might be another one. Oh wait, sorry, that's not playoffs. Yeah. Um one sec. I gotta do another Google search for that. Yeah, shit. <laughs> I think I think yards he might be up there. Yards he's up there. Yeah, but... I was gonna say he was never a he was never a big touchdown guy though. That wasn't his game. I know he's up there for yards and receptions, but like, but like I, mean, I don't I'm know. Not like, gonna, they... I'm not gonna argue NFL Hall of Fame, but playoff Hall of Famer. You're hard pressed to tell me he's not one of the top twenty uh, playoff wide receivers. No, he's always can't come to play in the playoffs. Like I'm not denying that. It's the fact, like, but like the thing is, you can't just just go with a. You can't just look at a hall, someone's potentially being in the Hall of Fame and just and just look at that and that only. I think you got to take the full picture into account. And taking the full yeah. picture into account, I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. Agreed. I think that really kind of goes like 
Uh, what was I going to say? There was something that I, I had in my head and I lost it. I, I guess it was just like one of those things where like any, like if he could make the hall of fame for being all oh, a playoff warrior and he performed in the playoffs, there are so many names that should be in that category Yeah, that yeah. are not there. But again, like it's one of those things where the requirements for any hall of fame are so hokey and weird for the, for the most part. Yeah, like for the NHL, it's like once you get that, what is it, six hundred goals or or whatever, to yeah, you're automatically then like, then in. Like, then like you're yeah. a lock, and uh, mm-hmm. and another thing is uh, like looking at what's like it's really weird looking at uh, how things are in like the like sport hall things because like when we were talking about like oh playoff performers, but like someone, what about a guy like David Price? Because it's like David Price, like if we were doing like people would obviously argue, oh, he was shit in the playoffs, you know, like he was he wasn't as good like, as people thought, like he shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. But it's like, you no, know, he's played for X amount of time. He's got a ring to show it. Technically, could have been two if he played last year. Um, but it's like it's one of those things where everyone always has to argue, like if a player's worth it or not. I think ideally, will he go in the Hall of Fame? Probably, because the NFL will probably just say, "Ah, oh, he won." So, well, no, I don't think right? I don't think he will, because like there's a whole process that goes into it and stuff. Nah, they but will. Uh, but Do no, you know no. the sport league that we are talking about right now. The NFL, no, yeah. the NFL, he won't, he won't. I know for a fact he won't get in. Um, anyway, because there's a there's there's a lot of really good players like who still aren't in, like like. Like if he gets in faster than Heinz Ward does, that that that'll be it. Heinz Ward was a better yeah. Heinz, Heinz Ward was a better player than Heinz Ward was definitively like for a number of years a top five wide receiver in the game. Julian Edelman yeah. never was that. And with that, I need to sign off of this call. I I'm busy with something else. So you guys have a good rest of the episode. And uh yeah, and that's my goodbyes for this episode. Uh yeah, no, We're sorry in my life. Talk to you while he's gone. I'm kidding. Uh <laughs> Okay. All right. So now we are a three piece for the remainder of the show. Um, so let's dive off of the, the Edelman talk. Let's go. Let's talk about the NBA. We haven't talked about basketball yet. Um, I guess like, I don't know. Like it's one of those things where we look at the way that things are going right now in, in basketball. Um, who right now, like in terms of like someone that's heated up, looks like a legitimate like post trade deadline like juggernaut? Because like I have a I'll few. Say, I see Julius Randle only because I've seen. I haven't really seen him play that much, but I've seen what he can technically can do. Oh, I was gonna talk about. I was talking about teams like teams. Oh, as a Celtics. Team? Oh, okay. Which I thought you meant players too. Oh, oh yeah. well, yeah, players too, and I think like Randle, like like like. Uh, what Luke just said, like Randall's definitely had like the most consistent season out of anybody. And he's been basically one of the, the key cogs and dragging that, uh, that Knicks team to where it is right now. Um, which is really interesting to see. Um, like, yeah, Celtics, like what you mentioned, Cole, like they've actually like done a complete 180 of their team. Uh, Jason Tatum looks like an absolute freaking madman. And they did the fact that they traded away Daniel Tice, uh, like doing all like I thought that that would make them worse, but no, I, I guess too. Like, it, it made them. It actually made them like finally kickstart, like because they were thinking about moving Tristan Thompson, weren't they? And then they were just like, no, we'll move Tice instead because no one wants Thompson. Yeah, yeah. Can you also say like how did the Bucks? How have the Bucks been doing? Because they also um, played in. Giannis has been hurt. 
yeah, like they're doing this shorthanded without Giannis. I mean, like you can only do much with like with Middleton and and, and Holiday really kind of pulling their weight. Um, obviously, like they got Blake Griffin, who's basically just been doing no, Griffin's on the nuts, man. Oh shit, I'm yeah. thinking. Why no? Oh, I'm yeah. thinking of Jeff Teague. My bad. I did I, Jeff Teague. I, I'm looking. I'm looking at. I have the Bucks open, but I have the Nets on my mind. Uh, I guess yep. just because I was going to talk about something else about the Nets anyway. Um, but yeah, like I guess like with with the with the Bucks, um, like they're very much like I want to say they're a one person team because they do have some supporting talent around Giannis. But like when your best player goes down, it definitely sucks. Um, and I mean, I, like, it's just been like hit or miss injuries. Like he like some days he plays and some days he doesn't. Like it's it, from what it looks like, it's maintenance. At least they haven't like been fined twenty five k for misfiling or mismanaging of injuries, mm-hmm. like the, the Spurs and Raps have been doing, which is kind yeah. of funny. You know what's surprising to me? I found the Hornets. Who do you think is going to be the A team in that playoff? Do you think it's going to be the Hornets, the Pacers, or the Bulls? Uh, Bulls. I think with the moves that they made, uh, like like Pacers have been out. Like Pacers decided they were gonna tank when they were in a playoff spot, which is very hilarious. Um, Hornets are not that well put together yet. They still they do get Lamelo back though. They like, do. The, yes, that's the only thing that like. But it's a wrist injury, right? And it's like how it's a how right how, handed. Like, yeah, that's that's what is shooting. Anything, injury. anything with yeah, like how how good are you gonna get with that? Like, um, I think right now the Bulls have a really good shot. Uh, the Wizards really are on pace to really kind of take that next step, and I'm kind of hoping they do, just so you can see uh, Bradley Beal, Beal, Beal and Westbrook just like shoot friggin' shoot like madmen and just not defend. Um, I don't think the Raptors are out of it, but they're very much not in it because, uh, I mean, like when you have like the Nets coming up and you, they don't have, uh, like, I don't think KD is going to be playing against the Nets tonight or tomorrow. Um, I don't think we just, I just read that Harden's going to be missing significant time with a hamstring injury. So that's definitely going to hurt them. Uh, at least in the short term, I, again, don't know how long he's going to be out for. Um, but it's really going to be interesting over this next couple weeks, like especially with the play-in round still, right? Mm-hmm. Like there are teams that like are not necessarily in it that can really kind of impact it because it goes up to what ten in each conference. Yes. So right now, like I mean, looking at it right now, the Spurs are holding that ten spot in the West. The West is just so bad. I don't think anybody's going to contend it. Again, I'm, and that's East, probably why. Though, Good. Well, in the East, though, like for for the ten spot, the Bulls have it right now, and like if you have the Raps and and the and the the Wizards kind of like creeping on their back, like it's like I don't know, like it's one of those things where we're gonna see which team that underproduced and underachieved in the regular season will make the playoffs. I don't think it's the Pacers at all. I think if it's the Bulls and somehow they end up like at least winning a round or two, it's only gonna be because of Levine and Vukovic. Hundred percent. Yeah, uh, and and like I kind of want to see that just for the chaos, but I don't know. It's also really surprising that the Lakers, despite having um, a championship roster, cannot get the first place. Well, LeBron, well LeBron, hurt. LeBron hurt, AD hurt. I think they had wasn't sense. wasn't Kuzma hurt for a little bit too. Yeah, Schroeder. Um, yeah, Schroeder. Uh, yeah, and that's why the Jazz took over. No, no, the Jazz were were there. Well, like I mean, with the Lakers, like they basically had injuries the whole season like they didn't have ad for basically what three quarters of the season more or less 
Like that's that's a big loss. And then of course you lose LeBron for a significant amount of time, who's your MVP. Like that absolutely mm-hmm. sucks. And also like if you look at the teams that are ahead of the Lakers, like I don't see any like teams where I'm like that wow. that doesn't make sense. Like I mean, with Denver losing Jamal Murray, that one sucks. That like one that really that suck. injury was brutal. And like I guess it's good that they got Gordon now to help out with that. Now that they basically lost um, Murray for how long was it? Like basically like for six months or for a year because he tore his ACL. Yeah. So that's that's brutal. Uh, and then of course like you got the 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 Clippers who are ahead of them who are playing a lot better, but obviously they're they're you know using their their management tactics. That's the island of misfit toys. Oh, for sure. And that's very much like I kind of don't want them to succeed, but then again, they probably will. And then you got Phoenix, who are just tearing it up with like Devin Booker probably being in my eyes, like probably top five, at least in the like he's definitely top three in the West in terms of shooting guards in the league. I'd say right now, top five. 100%. And Chris Paul is just an absolute madman this year, too. I don't know where that came from. I mean, obviously, he was real good last year, but, like, I didn't expect it. They gave up a, a, a lot. The Suns did. I think it's one of those things where he's just pissed off because, like, he's got he's been on so many teams over the last few years. Obviously, he was very sour from leaving uh, Houston. Houston. Um, and then, obviously, they, they took uh, – they ended up playing Houston in the playoffs, I think, right? And they took them to the brink of that seven uh, with OKC, um, which really just goes to show you how, like, you know, a, a, a player on a different team will make a huge impact and if used correctly. And, and CP3 has been used probably to the best of his ability since his time with uh, – who was who he with before? Uh, Clippers. The, I mean, he yes. was in Houston, but... Uh, yeah, but, yeah. before Houston was the Clippers, right? Yeah. Um, and, like, even with Utah, like, Utah's been playing really well, but I think, I don't know, I don't think... That, I'm not sold on them. I think they're definitely going to regress, until, especially come playoff time. Well, until Gobert can show me he's available in the playoffs and pick-and-roll situations, I'm not going to believe in him. Because... I watched Harden and the Rockets, no matter the seed they were, just kick the ever-living piss out of the Jazz because they put they isolate Gobert on the top of the key, and he's just not quick enough. So I'm I, I'm not a believer, and I'm not a Donovan Mitchell guy. I, I don't I'm, I think they might lose in the first round, determined on who they play. Oh, for sure. And I think like right now, like, yeah, the, as we see in sport all the time, the best seed never w- usually rarely wins. Like w- w- we just watched March Madness literally last month. Did the top seed win? No. The second best did. Yes, no, but Bill, just because you have the best. Wasn't Bill a top seed in the, um, what was it, the East Division or was it the West? Yeah, but not like. No, they Gonzaga was like one. Baylor was like AP twenty five. Uh, Gonzaga is clear the number one. Oh. Yeah, exactly. And I think like again, like just because you have the best record doesn't necessarily mean that you're gonna you're more gonna or less. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I think that's what we're seeing. Yeah. That's what we're seeing right now with uh, with the Jazz in my eyes, and and even the same thing with other teams. Like uh, like I'm, I'm yeah, like Phoenix is just shooting ungodly right now in terms of that. But indeed, though, that's the one thing I do like about Phoenix is they can shoot, but they like they're Miami West. Like I look at them in Miami the same. I mean, I guess I'm, I guess I'm excited yeah. that they didn't trade uh, 
the Raptors didn't trade Lowry to Miami now because they got Old Depot, and it's just like, okay, we're going to be better now. And they're just like, <laughs> no, we're not. Old Depot was fi- bad. <laughs> so do you Awful. think the finals are going to be um, Nets and Clippers, no. or do you think it's going to be Lakers? I think no, neither. I think the final has the potential of being. I think it's going to be Bucks Lakers. I think it's going to be. I'm going to go on. I'm going to say Sixers. You know what? I like chaos. Let's do Sixers Clippers. The two teams that never got over the hump finally get over the hump, and they finally go on a deep playoff run. And if out of those two, I would just want. Uh, I don't know who I'd want to win out of. I'd say probably. I, I still feel bad for the Sixers for two years ago, um, but I don't know. It's just one of those things where I don't really know what what's going to happen. There's still a whole lot. Uh, I still don't necessarily think they should have traded for George Hill, which you can agree, Cole. Uh, um, George Hill has been very good in his time. Is uh, since his like resurgence, I guess when he left. I believe it was the. Cavaliers like with LeBron he's been a 50 40 90 guy but he doesn't bring a lot to the table other than shooting uh which I mean I guess that's what the Sixers need but I just don't know yeah that's fair um so I guess wrapping up the show like we got we got a few more things oh we'll talk about the draft because we do the NFL draft is next week which feels like god I don't even where did time go man like it's one of those things where like Time's going by incredibly slow, but in a Very way it's fast, also, but yeah. yeah, it's slow, but fast. And that's like the, I guess like that's the weird thing with, uh, with like oh. pandemic, with pandemic yeah. life. It's like, you don't know what, what, whether you're coming or going or, or stuff like that. Um, so I guess like in terms of like the draft, um, like predictions of our, who, of who's going to go where, um, I think that like, I don't like. Is Trevor Lawrence still the definitive number one pick, or does he drop? Uh, I think he's, he's I think going, he drops. He's going number one to Jacksonville. I, yeah, I, that's the that's the rumor right now. That's the rumor. Yeah. You, well, Cole put an interesting question. Um, he said, do you, "Do you think Zach Wilson's going to be better than Justin Fields?" I do. I think Zach Wilson's. Oh, I think go. I think so. I think that's definitely I mean, I like a guy. Look, I like Justin Fields a lot. I love him. But in terms of Ohio State quarterback coming out into the NFL, they haven't been really strong. And you also – and I'll give Justin uh, Justin Fields some credit. He's been great. The thing is, if you don't give him a line, uh, a really good line to work with, he's going to take sacks and eventually not make very good decisions. So I think it's on Jacksonville to give a proper um, offensive line. And they have to somehow also teach him how not to make throwing mistakes or just try to air some air something out on his own because he has a good arm. It's up to Jacksonville to really – not Jacksonville. Oh, my bad. I mean, uh, uh, San Francisco or who knows? It could be San Francisco. Who knows? I'm going to say San Francisco. I like San Francisco likes Matt Jones, the kid from Alabama. Yeah. Well, like uh, I have a couple projections here from CBS um, from a couple people, and they, they have – uh, two of them have uh, Mac Jones going uh, third. One has Justin Fields going third. Um, and I think that's- oh, let's. I'll say Atlanta. Let's say Atlanta for the sake of it. I'll say if Atlanta works with him and gives him the proper line, I think Atlanta has this new quarterback after Ryan. So it it all depends on what Atlanta. I'll just say Atlanta because I think everyone I see can target to Atlanta a lot. 
if Atlanta gives him the proper line, then he could be a next good quarterback. It all depends on what Atlanta Atlanta could do. I I'm going to go the opposite way, Luke, and I'm going to talk why I think Zach Wilson's better. And the reason I think Zach Wilson better is just pure arm talent. I watched uh, I watched some of his stuff at BYU the other day, and I am enamored with what I saw. He can get out of the pocket. He's very high risk, high reward. But the last time we've seen that kind of arm talent with high risk, high reward is Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Jordan Love, guys of that caliber. And I see that, and I'm very excited. I'm excited to see this guy come into the league and show off. Because, I mean, I don't know if you guys saw any of the pro day tape. He was probably 60, 70 yards on the left hash, and he hit the back right pylon of the opposite end zone. I am I think he's going to be the next big thing. That's just that's, I'm hitching my wagons to him, and I think Field is just going to be okay. I think he's not going to be anything better than what the Jets already have. I think I don't think he's going to be better than Darnold. Wait, so you- I, so you think so? You think that Justin Fields is going to the Jets, or do you think Zach Wilson is going to? No, I, Zach Zach Wilson's hundred percent. Jets. That, it, one yeah. and two are set. Yeah, one and two are locked. Three, you could really kind of throw. I think Jones is right now locked at three, and then obviously everything like four onward. Like I, I like these, I think a lot of people are. are cool. What do you think the Lions will do when they when uh, they are? Uh, wait, what pick do they have? They have they have pick seven. Yeah. Um, but I, I actually, what's funny is that um, people have uh, them trading back. Yeah, people have them moving back, which I don't know if they would. I, I mean, like they might. I think they might. I think yeah. Well, they don't. Pick, yeah. I don't think they. I don't think some people are saying they pick Fields. I don't know if they do. I don't think Fields is the guy. I think they're going to go wide receiver. I think they'll look at Devontae Smith. Um, or do you think they go Jalen Waddle? No, Devonta Smith, I think, is is definitively the pick that they keep if they keep if they stay at seven. Because they got rid of Galladay, you got Goff in there now. Hawkinson's not bad. DeAndre Swift is an interesting piece. They got the guy from the Raiders, Tyrell Williams, who's been okay. I think they get a number one wide receiver. Um, I'm interested to see what they do. I could see them trading back. I could see them doing it all, but. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, probably Waddle or Smith, one of the two. Yeah. Um, I also see – I do you guys think – and I heard this from Ian Mavahort today. Do you think uh, Dave Gettleman is going to trade back the, uh, trade back with the 11th overall pick or trade down? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I can see it. I, I don't think so. It. I think they stay at 11. I, I don't think they're I, at a point honestly, where they really I think move they down. See it, and here's why. I, I think that you're getting a much better draft on down there. Let's say they let's say they trade with the Pats and they go 15. I think if you really want to go there and you have some great offensive linemen you can definitely look at to try and help maybe make Daniel Jones uh, maybe have him a better year. But if you – and there are a lot of other options. Yeah, it's upsetting for fans who think, well, we want another uh, wide receiver like Jalen Waddle. It's Monty Smith go who's there. Do you also take uh, people, and you also take an edge rusher there at eleven as well? I mean, there's a lot you can do. Even at, even if they stay at eleven or if they drop to fifteen, there's still a lot you can definitely do. The problem is, is that the government really doesn't kind of drop in terms of uh, trade. So this could just be one giant smoke, and it, yeah, the, yeah, a one uh, giant, no pun intended, uh, smoke screen. This could be just a smoke screen to try to get people to trade or just to get people's hopes up. Who knows? I would love to personally see them trade down. 
I personally think like certain people are kind of overthinking players moving up and down in the draft. I think a lot of players are going to stand pat. Our teams are going to stand pat. Uh, a team that I'm obviously a little look, uh, interested in is Miami. Obviously, they have a few picks in the first round. They already moved down with the, with uh, the 49ers moving ahead of them. Uh, I think maybe I don't I don't think they're I don't think they move away from six. They might move away from. Uh, they pick again 18th they might go ahead and trade that pick i'm not entirely sure um and then like just some other teams as well like if i'm a team like the uh what was the team i was thinking of right now like you look at a team like uh i was gonna say like i think the lions move down that that one i'm gonna stick with uh but yeah, I think everyone else, like, I don't think this is going to be a lot of movement happening at this draft. I think with the way that things are, especially this past season, there's not going to be a lot of room for, like, players going up and down, you know, being jerked around. You know what I mean? Yeah. I guess, yeah, that makes sense. But to be fair, if Joe, I think if the Giants really want to, it is Joe Judge's team. And if Joe Judge decides he wants to go down, and he goes down, and it all depends on what he wants. He wants to try to explain to David what he wants to do, and he's a coach. But aside from that, I don't see any more maybe surprises in the top ten, unless if you want to say, what, what do you think is going to be a surprise in the top ten? I don't know. Do you guys think that maybe let's say let's say Justin Fields doesn't go to um, let, let's say Joe, Justin Fields does not go to Atlanta, and Mac Jones is still there. I think Joe, I think the first three will be Lawrence, Wilson, Jones. I think Fields falls, in my honest opinion. Like, okay, what about some edge rushers? Like, I heard Gregory Rousseau might be the uh, um, the best edge rusher in the draft, or maybe Michael Parsons. Yeah, that's actually another for Giants have interest in Michael Parsons. Yeah, but it's one of those things where it's like you gotta address the need first before like what could be right. Yeah, it's all just on need. And well, I'm sorry if I keep talking about the Giants, but I have to. Uh, yeah, this is—it's honestly all just need. And you need an offensive lineman. You need an edge rusher. You definitely also—you can also say you could need a wide receiver, but I don't think the Giants will definitely do that because you already have Kenny Allday. You already have John Moss. Now, true, you can you can go after say Jim Waddle if he's there. But I think if you really want to focus on what the team desperately needs, you desperately need you desperately need an offensive lineman and you definitely need an edge rusher. Those are the two biggest needs we wanted for years, and we haven't seen that anything aside from Andrew Thomas. But there's a lot to be desired. We'll see. I mean. <sighs> I just don't. I don't know. I don't. I, There's still a lot of like. Again, like we don't know. I think obviously we're gonna learn more next week. Like as you know, we lead up to the date. Um, I just feel like again, like kind of like re- reiterating my point. A lot of teams are not gonna be like hemming and hawing to, you know, making a tr- make a trade right away. Especially like if they're picking within the top fifteen. But again, things can change. And uh, as we know, especially if there's any draft where everybody moves, it's the NFL draft. Every other draft, everyone. Well, I mean, like, yeah, like baseball, no one really makes a trade with that with that. Um, But yeah, uh, 
as far as like other trades, like we're, we're kind of hit on everything. We kind of started with hockey a little bit. Like there really isn't that much to talk about. Trade deadline came and went. It's whatever. Yeah. Um, Do you think the Rangers make the playoffs? Uh, Texas Rangers got though. No. No. <laughs> no, 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 Cole's, Cole's, Cole's messing. Uh, no. I mean, they have a shot. I think they're real. like, it all depends on, like, what Boston does because it's, it's that fourth spot that's really up for grabs. And, like, if the Bruins continue to play decently well, which they are right now, like, they're playing three against the Sabres, those should be three wins. Um, and then you look at the Rangers, for example, like they're playing against like the Islanders for the next uh, two, I believe. I think, yeah. Or no, they have the – wait, what, what's their schedule like? How come no, Rangers, no, Rangers are playing the Islanders the next game. Okay, yeah, I see it. I see it. I see it. So you're, yeah. play, you're playing against the Islanders. Uh, then you got like Philly and then – but like, again, it all depends on like the next – I don't know if they make it per se – but they have a really good shot at it right now. I think they're definitely a better team than the Bruins are. I yeah. I think they'll make it, but again, like it really doesn't matter. Um, do you, Do you think that Toronto will finally get out of the first round this year? Yeah. Uh, well, Look at all the Canadian teams and tell me one that I'm scared of. I'm scared well, of me. I'm scared of none. The Ottawa Senators, my play, favorite team. Okay, wait. Cole might actually. Get me there. I am scared of the Sens. They're my favorite team to bet against in hockey right now. Honestly, they're not as bad as their record shows, to be honest yeah. with you. Like, they're playing yeah. ten times better now. Yeah. And here's the thing. Once you face a team that's not a Canadian team, you're going to realize soon enough that... And let's say let's say you face, say, the Boons in the first round. Let's just say, as a major candidate. We can't play I, Boston in the first round. Okay, well, let's say... What's the top team in the? Um, so the way the that it would work, I, it, we would play one of the two Canadian. It would play one of the four Canadian. It would be like probably the Jets as of right now. All right. Let's say you play the Jets. You go into the second round, and then you face, uh, let's say, what's the top team in the? Well, then you would face the Bruins in the second round. I think, right? Or would no, you... it would be in the conference final. Okay. Uh, let's say you. Would just, oh, uh, first of all, Boston's not even cracking the conference final, so let's not let's not have that conversation. Um, but if they do, Leafs are a lot better than the Bruins. All right. Like, well, what about what about if you face the Islanders? Do you like you would match up against the Islanders or maybe the Capitals? Yeah, the Capitals are bad. Oh my God, they're not even close to like the row what the record shows. They're very well, much not a great Islanders? team. <sighs> I mean, defensively, they're the better team, but. I think it all comes down to goaltending, and I think the Islanders have it. But again, like I really don't know, because again, like it's just so far away. So you think the Maple Leafs have the easiest run to the final? No, not easiest run, but I think that they're definitely in a better situation. All right, I like there's there's again there's like we don't even know what the playoffs are going to look like if they even do a yeah. bubble again. Let's just, and this is just an opinion basing for me. Let's say the draft lottery, once the draft lottery comes, we have the, probably the second best odds. Unless the Buffalo wins more than the NWE lose more. Than I wouldn't worry odds. about the draft lottery because what, what, what's going on right now? There's literally no leagues that are playing right now. Like yeah. the, OH, the OHL just canceled their season today. Like, yeah, and did. no Canadian league is running. The only thing that you'll have to go off of is maybe like European. Maybe like in the KHL or in the or in like the the Swedish or or 
finish leagues, but there's literally like this draft is probably the worst that's going to come. So if you if you win first, like that's probably like that's probably the worst case scenario because who do you pick? You that's why when people trade. I mean- I know, uh, Cole. You you probably mentioned that you don't follow Michigan hockey, but Owen Powell is the best, uh, one of the top picks coming out of the draft the next year. Uh, I mean, like I think, like again, like if you look at, like for example, like the NBA draft upcoming, it's going to be good because obviously basketball seasons have been running. Actually, oh yeah, this is a good question. Do you think Jalen Suggs is going to be a top five pick in the NBA draft? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Like I think right now, you don't like, hit that shot, and people don't. Yeah, no, he's yeah. And I think like if you look at the draft right now. I don't think anybody's necessarily like moving per se. Like it's gonna like Cade, Cade's first, then probably I would say probably There's a like, couple of G League guys. I oh Cade kind Cade, of, yeah Cade, yeah Cade can you you said it wrong. I think like everything from uh, Cunningham to Kaminga sticks. Um, but that's really about it. Like, I don't know if anybody else really moves so, up. Also, the first two that could get off the NBA draft point is uh, Cunningham and then Suggs. Suggs would be top. I don't know Suggs, if he'll be top. Suggs, I think. I think. Suggs, I personally think it would be like Mobley. I think he would definitely yeah, go two. And and especially when you look at Minnesota, they definitely need power forwards to help out. Uh, Suggs to the Pistons, I think, would be. Good. I personally, if I was the Pistons, would take Green over him. But again, like you don't really know because again, we're gonna find out on draft day. Which God, that's a long time from now. Um, like I really don't know who's going where, and there really isn't a whole lot of like like this is gonna be a very uh, shooting heavy draft. So a lot, of scores. a lot of scores. Yeah, exactly. And like there are teams that like don't really need scores like. For example, like a team like Miami doesn't really need any scores because of what they have, um, and yeah, that, that's the one that comes to mind. Like maybe the Bulls as well, but I don't know. Like it's just really tough. But again, we're gonna find out. That draft is not happening for like what mid midsummer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot's gonna happen between now and then. So. Uh, we're going to buckle up and deep. Um, but anyway, I think we're good for the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so next week may be a live, a, a live draft yep. that may yep. uh, take place. So yeah, uh, I would do it. I do it. Unless so want, we'll, so keep an eye out for that. Just, unless you wanted to just be me and Cole with uh, me, Cole and uh, Joey, if Matt, if you are uh, interested. No, no, I, I'm free. It's just it, it doesn't. I don't know. Like again, like everyone else's schedule. Because like for me, I'm done everything. Like I'm doing mainly just internship stuff, which I can do during the day. Um, but everything else, school wise, I'm done after next Tuesday. So well, if I, uh, well, if I get available? ejected again, I'm suspended for the season. So oh Christ, yeah, that's pretty yeah, brutal. Right. Yeah, yeah, Cole, Mr. Uh, Mr. Line Brawler here. Coming and starting there, shit. There, there was a bad. There was a bad weekend. We'll just leave it at that. So. Yeah, let's not open that can sure. of worms. Yep. But uh, yeah, we got a lot coming. Uh, yeah, so stay tuned, and uh, we'll have the summer of fun. Yeah. Yep. Uh, once again, follow the socials at Nosebleed Network on Instagram and t- or not Instagram. On- TikTok and uh, Twitter, the two T's. 
and yeah, I think that's it. So hopefully we'll be back next week to do the NFL coverage. And then uh, hopefully once we get into May, there's going to be more baseball and more playoffs to look at. So should be fun. We'll yep. see y'all next week. <laughs>